How's it going, my friends? I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I um, I wanted to share some thoughts. So this week, I've had the amazing opportunity to coach um, really a couple hundred businesses in Mexico. Uh, it, it's been through a series of uh, Zoom meetings and webinars. Uh, I'm, I'm right now in Mexico City. Uh, there's this organization called La Academia de la Creación de las Empresas. In English, that's uh, the Academy for Creating Businesses, right? It's, it's this organization um, that helps people in Mexico. Uh, they actually have chapters in many other countries, but um, this one's for all of Mexico, and they help people start and grow extraordinary businesses. So it aligns perfectly with our tribe. And so I, I was able to get in touch with the people who founded it. Uh, and we got to talking. We realized that there was some great opportunity to, to um, help uh, their members with a few things. And so I, I agreed to come visit their campus in Mexico City. And it was, it's been a fantastic experience I have absolutely loved it. I wanted to share a question that came up multiple times in our sessions. And that is, um, they they came usually from women, although um, I think there's plenty of male founders who also you know, struggle with this and um, want to know the answer to these questions. But this was the question. You ready? Um, it says, how do I charge people for my services? And let me give the backstory that's really about the same for each of the people that ask this question. Usually it's a service-based company, right? They, you know, they're offering their expertise in something that they know something about, right? Like, a, you know, somebody was a, a teacher, they taught, um, in a variety of different topics, and then someone was a a, a coach. Um, you know, someone did had you know I believe it was a fitness industry or you know something like that. They so they they offer expertise in something, and so um, their business model is basically to share their knowledge, right? They're a consultant, something like that. And the way that it's common for those types of businesses to start is to just offer a lot of stuff for free. That, that's normal. Right, you're just starting out. You're you're putting yourself out there as a, you know, a, a consultant, and it's like you've, you you might ne- have never ever consulted on that topic before, right? Like maybe you came from a career as an employee in that topic, and you you're great at it, right? You're a great employee, but now you're trying to transition into teaching someone else and being paid for it. And so at the beginning, you're just like offering free consultations, um, or you know, whatever that looks like for you, if it's a service-based business, you probably, this is probably resonating with you, right? Like you spend a lot of time at the beginning just trying new stuff, right? Like, hey, I'll consult for free uh, in exchange for your feedback, uh, in exchange for your testimonial that will then help me like prepare to charge people. And so at, at the beginning, you kind of build up a following of people who really appreciate your insight. They're like, great. And, and then it comes the magic moment when you're like, all right, this is great. Uh, I've been doing this stuff for free and I have a following. Or you might have been charging money for it, but at a discount, right? Because like you, 
you know, you're not the million dollar per week consultant yet. And so you've been charging like $25 a week or something just so you can charge something. Um, but the reality is, is that's not like worth your time. And so you've gotten to a spot where you're maybe starting to feel burnt out and and you want to start charging people, but you have this like fear that the moment you start charging people, no one's going to show up. No one's going to accept it, right? You've got your following and 99% of them are just going to drop off. Right? I got this question multiple times and it's not the only time I've seen this. It's actually a very common question, a very common doubt, a very common fear. It's like, uh, and so I wanted to talk to that a little bit. And again, just statistically speaking, it comes more from uh, from women than from men. Um, I don't know all the reasons behind that, um, except that having studied um, the core needs, I, I've been a student of the core needs between men and women and what their greatest desires are and what their greatest fears are. And I'll tell you, that one of the greatest fears of men is that, well, really what the core question of a man is if he has what it takes. And, um, and so his core fear is that the answer to that question is no. And the result of that is that he often seeks to um, fake it till he makes it, right? Men have more of a um, I guess propensity to do that. And it's honestly, it's fundamentally part of their core nature, right? And I'm speaking about averages here, but I've been a student of this and I've interviewed and I've read a ton of stuff between, uh, the differences between men and women. That's, that's true. That's a, a trend that appears. And so what I think that translates to in, in this problem that I see in business service-based businesses transitioning to being paid with their worth is that men, tend to fake it till you make it, right? They tend to just kind of put themselves out there and, and start charging for the money that they see their peers charging for. And they they kind of portray this confidence that, you know, people are going to pay them for it because they've spent a lifetime faking it till you make it and, uh, and, and a whole variety of different things. This is the exact reason why men, on average, compared to women, would rather drive around for hours and hours being lost than pulling over and asking someone for directions, right? It's fundamental that they are afraid of being exposed as someone who's lost or someone who doesn't know where they're going. And so they would rather fake it till you make it. Um, and I, it's funny. It, some of you who, who are women might be scratching your heads or might be like doing a fist pump saying, yes, finally, I understand my you know significant other. <laughs> And why they do this unexplainable, inexplicable behavior and that this is it. This is exactly why they're afraid of being exposed. So what that translates to in like service-based businesses is that uh, as a consultant, they, they will, you know, on average say, yeah, I can do that. I know exactly how to solve that problem. And they might not, <laughs> but th- that, that fear gives them this kind of like built-in drive of like, well, holy cow, they said, yes, now I have to figure this out. And then they go and read a whole bunch of books and interview people. And then they just, that's how it operates on average. 
Uh, what I've found on average is women don't do that. And so they tend to try to um, really truly know what they're talking about before they say that you know what they're talking about. And uh, I'm not arguing that one is better than the other. I'm really not. But I'm just offering explanation as to the trend that I've been able to observe between men, male founders and female founders. And again, one's not better than the other. Like it's just offering an explanation. And hopefully by me offering my explanation, my observation, you can recognize in yourself, whether you're male or female, perhaps something that could be holding you back as a, as a business owner. Okay, so let's talk about this. First of all, there's, there's a truth um, that's like a, a, an absolutely universal truth that the people who pay, pay attention. 100% true. Meaning that it's great that you've, if you have a service-based business and you've built a following of you know, loyal p- people because you're offering this cheap or free service. Now, among that group that is currently following you, there are people who listen to you and do not get very much value. It feels good in the moment, but they don't really go out and get results. And, and so one would argue, well, isn't that the, what the measure of, um, success is not the right word, but isn't that the measure, like one of the key metrics of how good you are as a consultant is that the people you're consulting get real results, right? That you can eventually point to like, someone's like, well, yeah, someone else is offering that service, but why should I, you know, hire you instead of someone else? Like someone else Say you're a fitness instructor. Someone else tells me they can help me lose weight or get stronger. Why? Why should I listen to you? And and in that moment, you point to the, the results, right? That's your resume. Well, hey, look, here's X Y Z person, and you know I helped them lose this much weight following my specific framework. And my framework is different from anyone else's. And so, if you want those same results, you need my framework, hands down. So it's like, as a consultant, uh. And I just use that fitness thing as an example, but literally whatever you're consulting on, like that is your resume. And so um, it doesn't really matter that you have tons of followers and tons of podcast downloads and tons of likes on social media. It's like if, if those people who are following you are not getting real results that you can point to, it's going to always be a challenge to, get someone to hand you money for your thoughts, right? If your thoughts don't get real results, they're not worth very much. Um, okay, so the moment you start charging people something, or maybe you start upping your price if you're already charging, there's going to be a percentage of people that drop off. That's exactly true. Happens every time. But the people that drop off are the people who aren't ready to get real results. And so it's okay that they were following you for a little bit, you know, and coming to your free meetings and stuff like that. Um, but you don't, like it's a real good indicator that those are people that you're, you're wasting your time with, right? They're not ready for re- real results. Uh, and so they're not ready to pay real money, right? So the psychology behind why, why it's true that the people who pay pay attention is because it hurts to pay money 
Like the moment you pay money, you've lost something. And so you feel this pain, maybe like a slight embarrassment, like, ah, crud, what did I do? I just hired a consultant. You know, I paid the money. Ah, now I'm, you, know, you kind of, your fear is that you're going to listen to what they have to say. You're going to try it out and it's not going to do anything for you. You've just wasted your money, that you're going to be embarrassed, that you're going to feel dumb, that you, you know, got duped into paying someone for knowledge that wasn't very helpful. That's like the fear that everyone feels. So, however, that that pain is going to be, they're going to want to avoid the outcome of looking dumb. So they feel kind of that pain from handing you money. Now they're like, well, shoot, I, I mean, I want to get my money's worth out of this to, so I don't feel dumb to my, my friends, spouse, peers, whoever, uh, that I've wasted this money. And so that pain will cause them to be like, what are they saying now? I'm going to go do it, <laughs> you know? Whereas before, you know, you listen to free content, you listen to a podcast. I mean, some of you are listening to my podcast right now, like nodding your heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, if that's all you're doing is just like listening to a podcast or whatnot, the odds are you're not going to, you know, arrive at work or your destination and like immediately try to implement what I'm saying or what you're listening to because you haven't paid for it. <laughs> and so you're like, that was nice. I got uplifted. I, I have new knowledge. Great. And then like you kind of dabble and you listen to someone else's podcast and you, you read someone else's book. And then it's like, Maybe over time, over weeks, months, years, you kind of like slowly start to implement stuff. But I guarantee if you were to hand me your money for knowledge, you would put it into practice today. And because I know from coaching lots of people and from doing this myself that my framework gets real results, you would get results starting today <laughs> and so that's the difference, right? If like all you're doing is consuming like free or low ticket content, and, and you're wondering why it's like taking you so long to like get results or to quit your nine to five job and establish your extraordinary business life and to like do what you want to do and travel with your family uh, or go skiing whenever you want to. If like you're, if you're listening to this and it's like, man, I just wish I was getting results faster. Odds are it's because you haven't handed me money. And that sounds silly, but it's like, it's, it's a hundred percent true. It's 100% true and it's, it's rooted in human psychology. It's because you haven't sacrificed very much for the knowledge that you know I'm giving out. And, and the same is true with every service-based business, whether you're a you know, paralegal lawyer, um, whether you're uh, like a, a, a religious pastor or like a business coach or a mindset coach or something, um, or a process safety consultant like Petronas Energy is, or you know, it's... Like, the, the, your customers will start to get re real results when you charge them money because they will feel that pain. It'll cause them to pay attention. And, uh, and then, you know, they'll, they'll start to implement what you're talking about because they feel that pain. And then the beautiful thing happens. They get the results that you're promising them. So granted, like maybe the majority of the people who are enjoying your free content will never pay you and that's okay they'll also you know take forever to get results and that's okay i mean like that's their choice and that's um what they're ready for but the people who are serious and they're ready to level up um you need 
you, you should feel a moral obligation to ask them to pay you because of your desire to get them results. And by you not asking them to pay you, you are taking away their opportunity to get real results. Sounds goofy and funny, but it's 100% true. Um, by the way, like, the, I, so I, I'm a Christian, and um, faith works the same way, by the way. This might surprise you that, like, faith in, you know, whatever whatever faith you adhere to, right? I, I, I'm a Christian. Um, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like, faith, true faith, that gets real results for you, it actually helps you truly develop a, a relationship with, with God. Um, it works the same way. Like, there's a free version, and we can all dabble in, in reading the Bible and listening to influencers and, and, you know, Christian topics and whatnot. But like, but to have truly transformational faith, it costs you, right? To stand up for what you believe and to put into practice what it means to have faith. And, and I'm a Christian. You might not be. That's okay. You might believe in something else. That I, I'm secure in that. That's okay. <laughs> I'm happy that you do, by the way. Um, but to whatever your faith is, it's like to, to have results from that faith, it, it costs you. It costs you in those social moments where, you know, someone suggests something that's contrary to your beliefs. And you have this opportunity to, you know, blend in and fit in. Or you have an opportunity to stand out, stand up for what you believe. And like that, that's real social capital that you're spending. But the result of spending that social capital um, is you get real results. People learn to that you stand for something. And, um, and and for some of you in your faith, there's also, you know, a concept of tithing. Like that, that 100% builds into it. Like there's a reason for tithing. <laughs> and there's a reason for that social capital that you spend. Anyway, uh, I know that was a slight departure from normal, but like, once you understand this true concept, you'll see it popping up again and again in every area of your life, right? If you want, if you're a parent and you want a relationship with your kids, if you want results from that relationship, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you, um, like when they do something embarrassing in public, like you can either shame them to save your face in front of your friends, your boss, coworkers, you know, they, they break something fragile at a restaurant and, and it was an accident, right? You can, in that moment, you're like, well, now I feel embarrassed that I'm a bad mom or dad. And so I'm going to save my face by like shaming my child. <laughs> um, but, or you can say, you know what? It matters more to me to teach and, and help my child get real results and to feel um, loved and included and so you choose instead to have a reaction that helps them understand it's okay to make to have failures right we to help them learn truly from those failures and by doing that you're it's going to cost you social capital right you're going to come off as like oh well i didn't see that mom or dad immediately yell at their kid or spank their kid or something like that and so um you know now i'm going to like 
I'm not going to kind of judge them, right? So you've spent social capital, right? You've said, that's okay. I'm going to let people judge me. But the result is my kid's going to get real results over time, right? It cost me something and I got real results. So this starts popping up everywhere, just so you know. And so I, I know it's kind of a ramble and we went different ways away from like traditional business sense, but it's absolutely true. It's a true concept. So I, um, if, if that's you, if you are a service-based business and, and you're feeling this like, ah, like I want it to be worth my time and to get what I'm worth, but I'm just like nervous. First realize that that fear is 100% in your head. Like the people you're asking for money don't feel that embarrassment or fear. They don't. Like no one else is feeling that except for in your head. And so once you realize that, you say, okay, well, I give myself permission to feel confident that I'm, I'm worth this. I'm going to ask for this. I, I can point to other people that are offering the same service and they're asking for this much money. And so, hey, that's what it's worth. That's what the market is charging. <laughs> I'm not at a race to the bottom to try to like undercut my competitor's price. No, I'm at a race for the top to be the best coach, the best consultant, the best, you know, attorney, lawyer, engineer, um, doctor, whatever it is, like the best dentist. You know, I, I'm at a race to the very top to be the best and offer the most value and charge what it's worth. And once you do that, you're going to see people drop off. Absolutely. But the people who stay are the people who will become your raving fans. They will get real results and they will preach to their friends and followers about how much, you know, how awesome you are. And, um, and so my challenge to you, if this is you, my challenge to you this week is to go out and ask for what you're worth. Just ask for it. Call up that person that you already know in the back of your mind. You're like, man, I want to charge money from this person, but I'm scared. Just call them up right now. Hop, right when you hop off this podcast, call them up. Don't think about it. Don't plan it out. That's only going to add fuel to the, the fear monster that's in your mind. <laughs> Just pick up the phone, call them, say, hey, you know what? I love serving you. I think you can get real results. Um, I, I have this program that's going to get you there. And uh, this is what it costs. What do you say? You know, like something like that. Just do it. And, and they might say no. That's okay. Do it again. Um, anyway, you guys are awesome. I love this. This is what I love to do. I love, um, you know, this tribe. I love the questions that come from it. Keep them coming. Let me know how it goes this week. And um, as always, just remember that awesome is always an option. I hope you crush it. Uh, today and this week and I'll catch you on the flip side.